Hey, what's going on, Internet? You are listening to Free Cheese and Hot Sauce, the Chicago Bulls podcast. We are here. We're doing, once again, a preview for a Bulls game. This time we are doing the Bulls versus Pelicans game on Saturday, December 27th, 2014. That is the date today. Uh, the Bulls are coming in at 20-9, and uh, hot on a five-game win streak right now. Uh, the Pelicans are 15 and 14. They actually just beat the uh, Spurs last night, so that's a pretty good win for them. Pelicans are actually um, kind of competing for a playoff spot in the West. 500 really doesn't quite get you in over there, from what I can tell. Um, but still, they're a team that's definitely on the rise. They've got Anthony Davis, uh, Drew Holiday, a couple of other really nice pieces on that team. A uh, couple of not-so-nice pieces, but we'll get into that in a minute. Real quick, starting lineups for the Bulls and Pelicans. For the Bulls, we have Rose, Jimmy Butler, Mike Dunleavy, Pau Gasol, and Joakim Noah. For the Pelicans, Drew Holiday, Tyreek Evans, Luke Babbitt, who, uh, you know, who, uh, Anthony Davis, and Omer Ashik. I don't know. Did he change how you pronounce his name? Omer? Omer? I still call it Omer. Yes, Omer is chic. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I heard during one broadcast, like, some announcers like, oh, and then he changed the pronunciation of his name. I didn't even know you could do that. But, uh, Omer, still getting it done in, uh, New Orleans, sort of. Yeah, the second he signed the contract in Houston, he forfeited his rights for me to pronounce his name correctly, is how I see it. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Uh, anyway, I'm Chris. Hello. That was, uh, that was Grant there. Yep. Hey, guys. And we have Justin. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Like Woody from Toy Story. Exactly. Howdy, 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 howdy. Oh, wait, that wasn't actually him, was it? That was the shark. That was the shark with the Woody head. Dropping some Pixar trivia. Uh, anyway, injuries real quick. Kirk is still questionable with that, uh, hamstring injury, right? Amy? Yep, hamstring. Uh, and then McDermott is still out for some amount of time after his knee surgery. For the Pelicans, no major injuries except for Eric Gordon. I'm assuming he's injured again and it's not something else that's kept him out for the past 15 games or so. Yep, but, no, he is injured again. The yeah. man that can't play more than like 20 games in a season. I mean, I was, I'm starting to feel bad for him. I watched actually... Watched him in college, and he was a really heralded prospect, and he has just not stayed healthy in any season. always liked his game. I think that if he was healthy, he would be, like, an ideal two-guard for the Bulls just because of the way he plays. Um, but for whatever reason, he just cannot stay healthy in any capacity, and it's been his entire career that's been like that. Yeah, and he was one of those guys that got maxed out after his rookie year because he showed so much promise and potential and he has not I mean he, he really hasn't lived up to the contract just because of injuries and it's I mean it's really sad when that happens as Bulls fans we all are painfully aware of that but yeah, I mean at, at some point he's just not worth the 10 million and I mean I feel bad for the Pelicans now because they are they're spending 10 million trying to compete for a playoff out and the guy's just sitting on the bench but you know who will be worth whatever big contract he gets out of his rookie contract? Anthony uh, Davis. Oh, wait, no, I thought you were going to say Luke, uh, Luke Babbitt. Luke Babbitt. 
thought you were going to say Eric Gordon. Oh, well, I mean... He got I, his how... big contract. <laughs> Luke Babbitt, um... I don't know who he is at all. I can tell you he's played for Nevada, and he's in his fifth season, and he's a starter in the NBA, averaging four and a half points and two rebounds at the small forward position, which... I mean, actually, I guess he's shooting over 50% from the three, probably because he only takes, like, two a game. Yeah, I mean, I think he only started, like, actually getting the start recently, but I I don't know. It would take a New Orleans fan, probably, to tell me why he should be in the starting lineup, because if you look at his numbers, there's absolutely nothing there. Yeah, I mean, I'd guess it's a size thing. He's a guy who's, like, 6'9", 220, so, I mean, I think he probably just fits in really well at that small forward spot and can you know he's got the length to uh to d up most small forwards and i mean i guess you, you got drew holiday tyreek evans and anthony davis all vying for touches anyways i guess it's probably not a totally necessary thing to have a like scoring small forward that would just be my guess no probably not but it always helps to have someone who can do you know something I mean, you were kind of talking about it before the podcast where there was Keith Bogans with the Bulls a while back, and yeah, you could still be a good team, but at a certain point, you need kind of all your guys to be able to step up at any given time. Yeah, that's very, very true, but I mean, I think Pelicans fans will take it at this point being 500, and actually, they've, I mean, I'd, I'd say the Pelicans have taken kind of the next step for them um, this year in terms of They've stepped up their basketball. They're kind of living up to some of their potential. Versus last year, they had a very similar team, but Anthony Davis was still still hadn't uh, really had his full kind of blow up, as if you will, kind of. As still that, not as, sure that he has. Yeah, that's very true. But I mean, which is terrifying. Yes, because what's his uh, stat line? Now? He's averaging almost twenty-five points a game. Uh, his stat line is twenty-four points per game. 10 rebounds, uh, 1.7 steals, and nearly 3 blocks. Which is unbelievable. That that, and, sh- uh, that shouldn't happen. Under 2 fouls per game. And those, in his those, third season. Yeah. He's going to be the best player in the league if he isn't already. And the PR is 32. God damn. And those blocks uh, from last night were crazy. His maybe like few blocks on like Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili. Those those are like highlight dunks. Or sorry, blocks. Not like <laughs> oh, let me just tip it. It's like slam it to the ground, get, and then somehow still get it to my other teammate. Well, he's got are- those long ass arms, and he just kind of flails them around, and they don't really have to go all that fast to get a bunch of energy behind him. But so because he's so strong, but they, yeah, but then he's so good at like projecting where it's gonna be, and it's like just smacks it out of the air like crazy if it weren't for the uh if it weren't for the brow i wouldn't he would be my favorite player but i uh i can't get over the eyebrow unibrow whatever it is it terrifies me i I still i I still like it because i struggle with my unibrow at times so (laughs) i so i like project it onto him like oh i wasn't he's like a hero for you exactly (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, w- I want to see a PSA about Unibrow starring Anthony Davis for I all the little kids like, at home 
Oh, I love how he like trademarked it coming out of uh, college, like the brow and stuff. Oh wait, we haven't uh, done our our pitch that we pow versus the brow. That's what we missed today. Versus the brow. Hey, Thank uh, you, Jake. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, battle of old and new. Exciting stuff. Um, who do you think guards Anthony Davis? You think we move Joe and just have Pow kind of hang out near Romero? Absolutely. I think, I mean, it just makes sense too, and it's one of those matchups that I think will actually um, work for the Bulls because they have two big men that really kind of stay around the paint. Now, obviously, Anthony Davis can step out, you know, outside and make like a 16 footer, but it's not like he is a, a stretch for shooting the three constant, constantly and kind of racing around racing around the court where Joakim has struggled. But I think uh, it'll be perfect with Powell on Omer just kind of locking down the paint and uh, trying to uh, keep Omer off the boards. And then Joakim will just be kind of roaming with, with Anthony Davis. And I think this matchup on paper looks like it'd be very tough, but I think it actually might favor the Bulls more just because there's um no real pressure for either Pow or Joakim to be out on the three point line trying to guard like a stretch four. Yeah. The nice thing is uh Taj is back and that's kinda created a lot of problems for us just because we miss his athleticism with stretch fours a lot. Um so having him be able to come in and guard him a little bit'll help. Um, yeah, especially with Ryan Anderson coming off the bench. Yeah, he's uh he has the potential to really hurt us, especially since he's a 15-point scorer off the bench, and we, like you said, we do struggle with stretch fours. Yeah, um, he might be the best. He's kind of like, I feel like, prototype of a stretch four, too. He is one of the best, if the best, uh, stretch fours in the NBA right now. In my mind, I hope we get a Nikola Meritich versus Ryan Anderson, like, three-point off. That'd be nuts. That would be pretty fun, just to watch a bunch of goofy white dudes jacking up threes for five minutes. Yeah, that'd be great. Get Pow in there in the corner. Um, T- tickets would be worth it just for that. Honestly, the Pelicans are a really fun team to watch, um, if only because they have some of those goofier... I, I always say white guys, because that's always who it seems to be, but like, got Omer, they've got Ryan Anderson, they've got... Uh, Loop Babbitt. <laughs> and then uh then they've got Anthony Davis who just makes things entertaining. And yeah, J Ru, as I like to affectionately call him. I, that, that's that's not the right pronunciation, but uh he was on my team in two K for a while, so I feel like you know I'm allowed to call him J Ru. But he is one of the smoothest players in the NBA. His game just looks so effortless and I don't know. I really like his game. I like the way he plays. Yeah, I really think he's underrated. I mean, people always throw around a bunch of point guards as, like, top 15 point guards. You never hear his name thrown in there, but he's a... I mean, he's consistent, and he's doing a pretty good job of leading a young team. Yeah, the uh, the do, the kind of team-up of him and Anthony Davis has been good for both of them, if, if not just for the, the pick-and-roll of their games, do are both very uh, advantageous to that yeah so uh justin yes if the bulls are going to win this game what is the let's say biggest thing that they have to do 
Uh, well, I was looking at the rim protection stats, actually, and it's surprising because Omer Sheik is much higher as a much, it seems like much better of a rim protector than Anthony Davis is, even though I just went on talking about Anthony Davis's blocks and everything. But his statistics for actually protecting the rim and points saved, like the amount of time he spends at the rim protecting it, is like a lot higher than Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is actually pretty low on the list relatively. And I think that's that's going to be interesting because if we're talking maybe putting uh, Joakim on Anthony Davis and then uh, Pau Gasol with Omer Sheik, and then hopefully they do the same thing on their defense is I wonder how that's going to work out considering uh, – the stat, at least the advanced stats show that Omer Sheik is much better of a rim protector. Protector, it's going to be weird with Pau Gasol trying to go up against him. So it's it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to say the least. Well, hopefully Pau can use his length to get around that, maybe a few hook shots instead of taking it to the rack and trying to dunk it. You know, or maybe we'll think- see him kind of uh, flourish a little bit with his passing that we all know that he has. He hasn't really um. I guess relied on it all too much. It's still shown up, but it hasn't been like a uh, focal point of his game to this point. I think a big thing going to be uh, when Joakim comes out to like be on the free throw line to you know basically play point forward and then right. pull Anthony Davis out, and then also Pau Gasol hitting that just money mid range shot. I think those are going to be two big things. That I also expect. Uh... If Anthony Davis does come out to the lane to kind of meet Joe or Powell or whoever might be out there, you'll see a lot of coming. God damn it. Um, cutting. <laughs> yeah, like, ooh, <laughs> see a lot of coming. Uh, it's early. My bad. Uh, you'll see a lot of cutting from uh, Derek and Jimmy, who, if Luke Babbitt gets switched on to one of them, they might have an advantage. Even if Tyreek is on one of them, which is essentially guaranteed, he's not all that great of a defender. Yeah, that's actually what I wanted to jump in and say. I feel like people always just assume Tyreek Evans is, you know, a great defender. He's really not all that great. Tyreek Evans is like a ball-dominant shooting guard that can't shoot the three. Um, or I guess I guess he's shooting it better this year, but he has historically not been able to shoot the three. and. He's, in my opinion, have been consistently overrated. And without a guy like Tibbs kind of coaching him on defense, he's not all that effective. So I look for Jimmy to really kind of take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you guys want to make some predictions real quick? Sure. Actually, I have a oh, yeah, your history. Bulls, I forgot Bulls the history. history fact. And this one's actually kind of fun because it's a, it's a short one, <laughs> but it's interesting. The Bulls have played the Pelicans the fewest amount of times out of all the NBA franchises. They've only met 28 times with the Bulls winning 16 of those. And, I mean, it, usually it's, a, it's been a decent, uh, decent matchup. They've met them when they were the Hornets, when they were the New Orleans Hornets, and the Oklahoma City Hornets, and now they are the Pelicans. Because, remember, the Pelicans history just goes back to 2002. That's uh, that's honestly the most confusing part of NBA history, I think, is where the Bobcats, Hornets, and Pelicans, and Hornets all kind of blended together for a few years there. Yeah, I spent a long time before this trying to figure it out, and the easiest way to put it is 
there's a Charlotte franchise and a New Orleans franchise. The name does not matter when they were, they're just like the statistics and the history is associated with that city, not with the name. They just happen to have had the same logo for a certain amount of time. Yeah, when because the Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans, and then Charlotte got an expansion team, which was the Bobcats, which then, which now that they are now the Charlotte Hornets again, where they've been given back their entire history. So now, when the organization was, or I should say, when there was a franchise in Charlotte, it's like the history is associated with Charlotte and not the name of the Hornets, if that makes sense. No, it does. It's just pretty it's fucking still, bizarre. Yeah, it's still <laughs> confusing, but I tried. No, you did a good job. It was, uh, you made learning fun. Thanks. Uh, anyway, so now that I've remembered everything, you guys want to do some predictions? Tell me who's going to win. Go for it, Justin. Uh, you know what? Uh- I'll say the Bulls win just because the advantage with the guards. And hopefully they – my prediction is that they do some of the stuff we were talking about with uh, Joe Kim Noah and Pau Gasol using their strengths to hopefully get an advantage on uh, Davis's and uh, Omer's rim protection. And I can see Taj Gibson also just having a good game just because I can't even think of who they have on the bench as a – you know forward or besides oh it's ryan anderson ryan right? anderson yeah um yeah i could see uh taj playing some good mid defense and turning ryan anderson into barbecue chicken in the post so that'd be nice you're uh you've got like a stacy king like set of words that you go to when you talk about basketball that never ceases to throw me off when we're doing one of these actually a barbecue chicken is a shack thing is it's it just, yes actually well, learning more and more every day. Uh, Grant, who do you have? I also have the Bulls, but this is actually harder for me to pick than you might expect. The Pelicans really, they've played really well against top teams this year. They've taken uh, Golden State to OT. They've beaten San Antonio twice. They've beaten Oklahoma City twice. They've beaten Cleveland. They've really put together a strong season. However, they are five. 500 and they tend to win one lose one win one and lose one and they're coming off uh, a game yesterday against the spurs which is always high intensity they had to you know push themselves to the limit and now they're traveling to chicago and i think the bulls will be able to continue their hot streak especially off of uh off of a day of rest i think it's going to be close i think it's going to be probably like 107 102 bowls and it, it's going to be a tough one i think it's going to be a, a kind of a grinded out game and it's going to be a, a heavy con- heavy contributions from everyone on the bowls one through ten i think everyone's gonna have to score and really really together a team effort to beat the pelicans yeah um i definitely think it'll be a close game uh maybe not never mind i don't think it'll be a close game uh, I think it should be a close game if you look at it based on like a starting lineup versus starting lineup kind of thing. But if you kind of dig down past Ryan Anderson, there's really no one of any... I mean, Austin Rivers is an okay bench player, but there's really no one who can carry the team when Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday aren't in the game. Um, you could say Tyreek, but he's really never led a team to do much. Uh I mean, we saw that in Sacramento. But 
the Pelicans bench just doesn't really match up with the Bulls in a way that I think that they'll be able to get a win in the second half of a back-to-back on the road. Um, I mean, it helps that the Pelicans are a young team, so these back-to-backs might not hurt them as much. But going into the United Center is never easy, uh, especially when you're a young team. But I don't know. I just think that the Bulls bench will kind of have a field day today, and I'm going to make a... uh, prediction and say that the Bulls bench will have 40 points today. Oh, wow. Who is uh, who's going to be the bench leader? Uh, I am going to go with Aaron Brooks. That's I think quality, uh, quality pick. I think um, he'll get in the wheelhouse of 16. Nico will be close behind him, and then you'll see Taj kind of round out the rest of those points. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, each one getting some more minutes. I really liked that uh, Signing in the off season, it just for pure depth for a situation like Kirk going out, and he's just one of those guys that can come in and he's like an irrational convinced guy. He will take the shot regardless of if Tibbs is screaming at him or not. And I mean, he's starting to prove that he can knock him down, and he's joining uh, Derek and Aaron Brooks in the floater club too, which I like to see. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, bowl the game. Who do you guys got? Justin, you went first last time. You can go first this time. I'd say that mm, since considering the last three games, is for me, has basically been Derrick Rose. I'm just going to say Derrick Rose again. I feel like he's on the up and up. You know, I think he's on the uh, – his stock is the buy right now. Just buy, buy, buy in Derrick Rose as he plays a little bit better every game. So I'm going to say Derrick Rose. I'm honestly right there with you. I think uh... – the end of this month and through January, Derek is really going to come out of his shell. Um, you're going to start to see him be a bit more aggressive and whatnot. And I don't know. I feel like this is just kind of one of those games where Derek is going to really want to do well. Maybe it's because Anthony Davis is coming home, or maybe it's just because Derek likes being good at basketball. But I just kind of get the vibe that Derek's going to have a nice string of games here, especially since they have some easier opponents. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I'd like to see Derek uh, take it to uh, Drew, but at J. the same Rue. time, yes, J-Rue. J-Rue's got some length, and I think that uh, does hurt Derek sometimes. Now, can uh, he shut Derek down? Probably not, but I think uh, I don't think this is going to continue Derek's kind of current hot streak. I think maybe he's going to be more of a facilitator, but I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler, because again, I don't think Tyreek Evans is that good on defense. I think he's he's overrated on the defensive end, at least mainly because people look at him as kind of a as a defender, and a, they, they he's kind of labeled as almost a three and D guy, and that's just really not what he is. And I think he's overrated on that side of the ball. And I look for Jimmy Butler to kind of take it to him, and just to again, I think Jimmy's just playing with a perennial chip on his shoulder, and going against a guy like Tyreek Evans, I think he'll show up to play. But uh, so that's my official pick of bowl of the game with the official uh, pick <laughs> with an outside chance. I, I I look for Mike Dunleavy to randomly like have twenty points. This yeah, game, he'll get those games honest. every now and then, and I if he's guarded this, by whoever Luke Babbitt is, it's definitely possible. Yeah, I just have this feeling that this is going to be one of those games where Dunleavy is just going to be run off screens, just basically the whole game, and he's just going to be knocking down his uh, his mid range jumper, and then slowly take it out to three, and I just, I don't think, uh, I mean, obviously Luke Babbitt has some basketball IQ, that's why he's starting, but 
I think Dunleavy is just going to kind of use that veteran savvy. He's going to come off screens and knock down uh, jumpers. But my official pick is still Jimmy Butler. So there you go. The official one with the uh, Grant stamp is Jimmy Butler. So uh, I think that about wraps it up. Like us on uh, Facebook or Google Plus or whatever it is. Uh, plus one us on Twitter. Whatever you people do with your social medias. Uh, go to chicagobulls.reddit.com. That is where we take all of our comments, post all of our stuff. Um, also freecheeseandhotsauce.com for even more of our stuff in a uh, much more centralized location. Uh, what else? What else? Stitcher, Pocket Casts, rate us on iTunes, all that jazz. Uh, not the Utah Jazz. This is Chicago Bulls podcast. Comedy. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I think you got it. Thanks for listening, and uh, come back for the next one. Yeah. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the game. Drive home safely. Beep, beep.